me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me. He who died heaven's gates to open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me. He of me still. Though I'm very weak and ill From His shining throne on high Comes to watch me where I lie Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me. I will stay. Close beside me all the way. If I love him when I die, he will take me home on high. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. God, I praise you again this morning, Jesus. Lord, you are my light and my salvation. You are the strength of my life, oh God. And I know, Lord, there's none like you. God, I know you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask to think. God, you're worthy of all my praise, your glory and honor and thanksgiving. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, oh God, and see if there's wickedness in me. And lead me in the ways everlasting, Father. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, God, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength uh, and my Redeemer, O God. Purge me with hyssop, uh, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow, that the bones that thou hast broken may rejoice, O God. Uh, 
Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, O God, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors the way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee, O Lord. God, I will lift up my eyes into the hills, from which cometh my help. My help cometh from you, Jesus. You are God, and you are God alone. You are the mighty God. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are Jehovah Nisi, my banner. You are Jehovah Taniskanu, my righteousness. You are Jehovah Hosini. Oh, God, you are my maker. You are my strength. You are my shield. You are my buckler. You are my tower. The name of the Lord is a raw, strong tower. The righteous can run into it and be safe, oh, God, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains uh, be carried into the mix of the sea, we will not fear, O oh God. Though uh, will rise against us, in this we will be confident, because uh, I got a God with his angels watch over me. I am thankful for the love of God. I am thankful for your blessings this morning. I am thankful for your word, O oh God, that you promised me that you will never leave me, nor will you ever forsake me, that I can boldly say that you are my helper, God. Uh, I know you are my helper. You are my strength. Uh, you are my peace that passeth all understanding, O oh God. Uh, you are my faith. In you I live. In you I move. In you I have my beings. In you I trust. Uh, Almighty God, I know you're a healer. I call to you today, God, uh, to reach down upon those that are sick and body today. Reach down upon those, God, that needs a touch. Uh, reach down and confound the minds uh, of the doctors, oh God. You are the great physician. Uh, only you have all power. Only you, God, uh, is able to do exceeding abundantly above uh, whatever I think or ask. Oh God, I look to you this morning. Uh, I call every name uh, upon the name of Jesus today. I plead the blood uh, upon every household today. I plead the blood upon every life today. I plead the blood upon every church today, every home, oh God. If there's high blood pressure, I command it to be in line the way it's supposed to be. If there's cancer today, I bind it in the name of Jesus. If there's Alzheimer's, dementia, I bind it in the name of Jesus right now, oh God. If there's blood condition, if there's coronavirus, I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus, if there's fear and anxiety, I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there's suicide of thoughts, I bind it in the name of Jesus and send it back to the pits of hell. If there's perversion today, I bind it in the name of Jesus. If there's lust, I bind it in the name of Jesus. If there's gossip, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Everything that's not like you today, Father, I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus, alcohol use, uh, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Tobacco use, I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, evil and wrongdoing, uh, I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, because there is no name like my God. There is no name like my Jesus. There is no name that's able to do the things uh, that you do, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for this day. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I'm standing on the rock of ages, say, from all the storm that rages, standing on the solid rock. Oh, yes, I'm saved and I'm happy today. Thanks be to God for this I can say that I'm saved and I'm happy today. I'm walking up the king's highway. Oh, yes, I'm saved and I'm happy today. Thanks be to God for this I can say that I'm saved and I'm happy today. I'm walking up the king's highway. Oh, yes, I'm saved and I'm happy today. Oh, thanks be to God. For this I can say that I'm saved and I'm happy today. I'm walking up the King's Highway. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're going to a better place where there be no more night, where the Lamb is the light? Praise God. Woo! What a glorious day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Amen. Hopefully all you out there on Radio Land is watching and 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 joining in with us this morning. Amen. We want to get right into our lesson again this morning. Talking about Second John. You may be seated this morning. Don't forget if you can beat us at 3 o'clock, go down to the city hall. They're asking us to... Pray for our city, our nation. Amen. So we're excited about being able to do that. Today is our national day of prayer. Amen. We're praying for our nation, praying for our churches, praying for our leaders. Amen. So just pray, 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 pray. Jesus said, I would men would pray and not faint. Amen. So we've been in the second epistle of John. And John, again, Jesus has us kind of like in a holding pattern again because there's some things that I feel he wants us to pick up on and what he wants us to capture here. Amen. And so keeping in mind now the four reasons that John says he wrote his gospel. Amen. What was number one? Hello. Y'all here today? (laughs) To add to my... Joy. (laughs) Come on, guys. Amen. Remember, he wants to add to our joy. He wants your joy to overflow. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you got to get your joy to overflow because God wants you. Can you see me? Okay. That he wants your joy to overflow. This is what God desires. You are his children. He's came that you might have life and that more abundantly. So he wants you to overflow in this joy. And the second reason, John says now, is to guard you against sin. See, because you've been buried, you've been dead. But because you got a new life, the same way, when you remember when we was born the first time, we was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. It's not gone. Satan hasn't gone anyplace. 
He's going to do his very best to put sin right back on you again. Even though you got a newness of life, he's going to try to trip you up. He's going to try to bring it right back on top of you again. So John says, I'm giving you this word to guard you against that. And then the third reason, he says, is I'm trying to help you so that false teachers and false prophets don't come in and seduce you and lead you astray and lead you away. And then the fourth reason was that you will increase in your strengthening your faith and know that you have eternal life. See, you want to now realize that you are born again and you've got a newness of life. You don't want to lose this newness of life. You want to make sure that you are living, man, and not dead. Amen. You want to be excited about this new thing that has come. And so John here now in the second epistle, we, we've been holding in this second epistle for a little bit because John is now, he's trying to hit the third and fourth point a little bit harder here. And that third point about false teachers. And notice what he's saying here. He says, whosoever, John, second John, I think is verse uh, maybe nine or ten, he's talking about whosoever transgress and abide not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. Notice, if we don't abide in the doctrine, we don't have God. You know, so you, you've got to realize, I've, wait a minute, what is he talking about? See, the gospel, you've got to stay in the gospel. You've got to adorn the gospel of Christ. You've got to put it on. You've got to wear this thing. It's got to become a part of your life. You've got to live it. You've got to breathe it. You've got to eat it. You've got to love it. It's got to be right there with you. You know, Solomon and, and chapter 7, he says, Call wisdom thy sister and, and understanding your kinswoman. You know, make them, make them be a part of your family. This doctrine has got to become a part of you. You just can't, you know, just say, oh, well, I've just been born again and I'm good to go. Uh, no, you've got to become what it is. You've got to live it. This is why Paul told Timothy, he says, continue in the doctrine and so do you will save yourself and everyone else that hears it from you. Remember, who's the need to be saved first? Me. That's why Peter on the day of Pentecost, when they says, men and brethren, what shall we do? He says, repent and be baptized every one of you and the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or the promise to you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying what? Save yourself. From this untowards generation. You've got to, as he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's what doctrine does. Doctrine will bring you into an understanding. Doctrine directs you. It directs you to the right course and what you need to do, what you need to know, how to live, how to defend yourself, how to protect yourself. That's what doctrine does. Amen. It brings you, it directs you, it guides you. Remember what Jesus says in John 16, 13? How be it, when he, the Spirit, is truth, is come, he will guide you to all truth. The Holy Ghost will lead you and direct you to the things that you need to know. That's why when Jesus, if you notice, Jesus in Matthew 16, 
He starts out in Matthew 16. The first thing he tells his disciples there in Matthew 16 is to beware of the leaven of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Well, the disciples, now they all met it, immediately turned their mind on because they just picked up, you know, seven baskets of, of, of leftover fruit, food where Jesus had fed the multitude, but they didn't carry anything with them. So when Jesus says, beware of the leaven, they're thinking, oh, man, he's mad at us because we didn't bring any bread. But then Jesus says, how is it you do not understand? I'm not talking about bread. Don't you remember the the 5,000 and the 12 loaves that you was left over and everybody had some and the 4,000 and and seven uh, baskets full? He says, how is it you don't understand that I'm not talking about bread? He says, I'm talking about the doctrine. You have to be aware of the doctrine, that false doctrine that is being taught. See? And that's why you remember in Ephesians 4, 11 through 15, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, until the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statutes of Christ, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, but by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to see, but you may grow up in him. See, we must mature in God. That's what doctrine does. It helps you mature. Doctrine teaches you the things you didn't know to help you to mature. Amen. In Christ. And this is what is, is important. And so if you don't know the doctrine of Jesus Christ, then it's easy for someone to lead you astray. How many people do you know has been led astray because they don't know the doctrine? It's easy to deceive somebody if you don't study, if you don't lead the right way. You know? I I could talk about the world and its ways, how it's deceiving people all the time, because people don't know. They they just think, oh, this is the way to go. Oh, this is the way to do it. You know, everybody else is doing it. Okay. And why is everybody else, you know, you keep beating your head against the wall, pretty soon you're going to realize it hurt. You know. See, so doctrine directs you. Doctrine leads you to more truth and more understanding. See? And so John says if we transgress and bear not in the doctrine, we don't have God. And a life without Christ is a dead life. See? But when God is in us, joy is in us. The more you know, the more you grow. The more excited you are. See? So doctrine guides us. It directs us to the right place. Doctrine, number two, opens our understanding. Doctrine opens our understanding. You remember in, in Matthew uh, 6, excuse me, 16, amen, 13, Jesus says to the disciples, who do they say I, the Son of Man, am? And they says, well, some say you are John the Baptist. 
Some says that you are Elijah. Some says you are Jeremiah. Some says that you are one of the old prophets. But he said unto them, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He says, Blessed art thou, Simon Berjuna, because flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. But my Father is in heaven. And I say, you're, you're Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. See, doctrine opens you, your understanding, so that you have more understanding. Look at Proverbs 4. Go to Proverbs 4 real quick. Proverbs 4. Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Notice, keep the doctrine and live. This is what Paul is telling Timothy. If you continue in the doctrine, you'll save yourself and everyone else that hears it from you. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, is the first and the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. Know why you're doing what you're doing, and that's what doctrine does. It shows you. It directs you. It opens your understanding so you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Amen. Keep on here. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give thee thine head, an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sins, and the, the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the ways of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instructions. Let her not go, keep her, for she is thy life. So get a hold of this thing and don't let it go. Don't ever, what did Jesus say? Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. Don't ever sell the truth. Don't sell out, amen, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't ever sell out the baptism in Jesus' name. Don't ever sell out to being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Don't ever sell out to living holy and separated and godly in this life. Because the Bible tells us, amen, to follow peace with all men and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. Amen. We've got to follow the pattern that is set before us. And so the doctrine 
doctrine is designed to help us to open my understanding. If I don't understand why I'm doing or why they're teaching me certain things, that's the purpose of the doctrine. That's why the Word of God, it opens so you can see. You have to study. You have to hear it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the Word of God, which is the doctrine of Jesus Christ and His teachings, will begin to open your understanding. You don't study it. You don't read it. You're not going to know it. Amen. He don't want you to be ignorant, Paul says. I want you to know. That's why you threw out the scriptures. What did Jesus say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Then baptize them. Then teach them again. Because that's what doctrine does is it opens your understanding. You remember when Nicodemus in John 3 came to Jesus by night. He said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these things that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say, or truly, truly, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is not natural. This is spiritual. And this is why you have to have the Spirit of God to understand what is going on. And that's why it directs you. That's why the doctrine, if you notice when you study, what is it doing? It's directing you to be baptized. It's directing you, amen, to be holy. It is directing you to be filled with the Spirit. Because you're not going to understand this without it. That's why the first principles are the oracles of God. is to be baptized. That's why in Hebrews 6, Paul says, therefore, leaving the principles of baptism, let's go on to perfection. But after you baptize, now you can open, have more understanding, and it opens your understanding so that you understand more. See, so when Jesus told Nicodemus, except you be born again, you cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. See, it, it requires you to doctrine it will open your understanding so that you can start to see things. Amen. Think about how many times now in your life you've read, started reading the Bible and things are starting to come together. Maybe there was times you didn't understand all the oneness of God. But now you know so many more scriptures that point you to that direction. Maybe there was times you didn't understand the fullness of, of baptism and how it applied. But now, because you've matured more, you've been studying more, you've been reading more, it's starting to open up more your understanding so that you can easily see it and easily explain it. That's what doctrine does. See, it's to help you to be able to grow and to mature in this thing. And so that's why the preachers are designed to bring an understanding that's why you see Paul's letters to Titus and Timothy, you know, to help them to stay in the doctrine. If you notice when you read those letters, they're all they're constantly doing is bringing back to the mind what? The things that brought them into church. They're not adding anything new. They're just telling them how to apply the doctrine that's already been taught by Jesus. But it's got to be applied to your life first before you can apply it to someone else or teach someone else. You know, you find a school teacher. Wouldn't it be strange to have a school teacher trying to teach somebody who's never learned how to be a teacher? Know anything about teaching? 
Yeah, you would, you'd algebra teacher today. But you never took algebra. Or never been taught algebra. Those kids are gonna sit there and look at you like, man, you dumb as a rock. I ain't standing in this class. I want to transfer out of here. I know I would. You know, but, but see, you've got to learn in order to be able to teach so it opens our understanding. See, the doctrine gives us those five W's, the who, what, when, where, and why. See, who is it applies to? Who is it talking about? Jesus. The gospel is all about Jesus Christ. See, it ain't about Muhammad. It's not about Buddhists. It ain't about all those guys, other gods. It's about Jesus. You know? And how does it apply? You know, we, we have to have these answers answer. What is it? What is it? You know, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believed? To the Jew and also to the Greek. What is it? When do I need it? When will I need it? Well, if I'm a soldier, I definitely need to know when I need to use this stuff. You know? Where do I need it? Isaiah said, when you pass through the waters, <laughs> I'll be with you. When you're in the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. When you're in the fire trials of your life, I'll be right there with you. They're not going to burn you. So no matter where I'm at, no matter where I'm going, no matter what place I find myself, I need the doctrine. I'm going to need the doctrine. That's why Peter said, you need to be ready to give an account of everyone to ask you of the hope that's in you with fear and trembling. See? So wherever I'm at, I need to know the doctrine. Not just in these four walls. The doctrine is more effective out there where you work and the people you come in contact with. We're in here. We're already supposed to know the doctrine. You know? So you need it out there where you're going. Because you're going to run into some things. You're going to run into some opposition. You're going to run into some devils. Can I put it that way? And you better know how to wear the armor of God. You need to know how to be a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to know when to pull your axe in 238, <laughs> you know, and, and when to attack the devil and let him go. You know, you have to realize sometimes with the doctrine and the understanding of the doctrine, you don't attack the enemy by yourself. You have to learn how to make sure that you've got some support with you sometimes. You know, and so you have to be ready. Yes, Jesus and you make a majority in any situation. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes your enemies, you need to just back away. You know. And get you some support network with you. You know, you don't want to waste all your energy trying to defend the enemy by yourself. See, so you have to have that understanding. Where do I need it? And why do I need it? Because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So you got to have it. So you got to have that doctrine and it opens your understanding. That's why when you look at Acts 2, from the day set of the church, when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter says, repent, be baptized, everyone. Notice, it opened the understanding. And what happened? 
3,000 plus on the same day was baptized. They opened their understanding because all Peter did was preach the gospel. He preached the truth. He preached doctrine. And it opened their understanding. Acts 8, Philip went down to Samaria and he began to preach Jesus Christ. He started teaching them gospel, the doctrine. And as a result, when they heard the things Philip preached concerning Jesus Christ, you know, what happened? They was baptized. They received the Holy Ghost. You know, look at Acts 10. Look at Paul on the road to Damascus. You see how the gospel and, 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 and the doctrine brings you to that need to be baptized, to receive the Holy Ghost. That's what it's designed to do, is to bring you into the kingdom of God here. Amen. Praise God. Number three, doctrine covers the things that you need to be, to know, and to do. Doctrine covers the things you need to be, you need to know, and you need to do. What do I need to be? Well, first of all, I need to be a Christian. <laughs> I need to act like a Christian. You know, I need to be a person of good, strong character. I need to be a person of upright, moral living. See, these things are, it covers, is covered in the doctrine. That's why when you're teaching holiness and all that, you see, you know, how it brings out through the teachings of Jesus the things you need to be in your life. So doctrine covers that. And we'll look at some more of this later in these lessons. We, we need, it covers what I need to know. The things I need to know about Jesus. The things I need to know how to conduct myself. The things I need to know how to live, to move. To, to help me to understand what is going on here. Doctrine does that. And doctrine also tells me the things I need to do. See? Because I have to be able to protect myself and to know. Amen. It covers the things I need to know how to survive. Survival techniques. Survival skills. See? You have to understand that. Number four, doctrine teaches you the tenets of faith. Doctrine teaches you the tenets of war. Amen. And doctrine teaches you the tenets of air power. You know, it teaches you these things. You know, the tenets of faith. You know, Jesus Christ is the only one for salvation. It teaches you these things. It teaches you that we are saved by grace. It teaches you that Jesus is God. It teaches you the Bible is the inspired word of God. You know, it teaches you the plan of salvation. It teaches you, you know, that faith comes by hearing the word of God. It teaches you that the gospel is the power of God and the salvation. It teaches you that Jesus died for your sin. It was buried, rose again. The third day. Amen. That's the tenet, some of the tenets of faith. That it teaches you. It teaches you the tenets of war. How to have centralized control and decentralized execution. It teaches you these things. It teaches you how to be flexible. It teaches you how to be versatile. Doctrine teaches you how to 
synergize your efforts. Doctrine teaches you how to be persistent. Doctrine teaches you how to concentrate. It teaches you what is priority number one, verses two, three, four, five, and six. Doctrine teaches you how to have balance in your life. So the tenets, some of the tenets of war there, centralized control and decentralized execution, flexibility and versatility, synergy, effort, synergize your efforts to be persistent, to con- how to concentrate, to prioritize, and to have balance in your life. Amen. Doctrine teaches you, as I said earlier, how to direct all your efforts clearly and define and decisive. Amen. So that you can be uh, obtainable your goals or attain your goals. What goals you establish, doctrine have that set out for you. Amen. It teaches you how to seize the initiative and how to seize the objective, how to be decisive and and your manners and all things, courage, competence, commitment. These are some of the things that doctrine teaches you. See? And so this is what John is, is trying to get us to see here. We're in a war. And so they, when you get into the doctrine, you will see some of these things of how to do and how, what not to do. That's what I said earlier. It teaches how to be, know, and to do. You got to learn these things. If you're not, that anybody can bring you in in false doctrine, you know, because you have to understand how it all works here. It teaches you how to maneuver, how to get out of the way, you know, how to make different directions in your life. Amen. It talks about unity of command, you know, who's the head. In the church, who's the head? All these things. You know, you, you, there's just so much that, that God wants us to understand here in his word. And so this is what John is trying to help us to be able to under, uh, I mean, see so that we don't make wrong mistakes and go the wrong way. When we look at the doctrine of the cross, you know, we're talking about compassion, you know, do you have compassion? Why is compassion so important to you as a child of God? What, you know, why did Jesus talk so much about compassion? See, as I said, doctrine opens your understanding. You remember when the lawyer tried to trick Jesus there in Luke chapter, I think it might be chapter 14 or somewhere in there, but you can find it. And, and he, he said to Jesus, you know, what is the greatest commandment? No, first he says, what do I need to do to to inhabit eternal life? What did Jesus say to him? He says, how do you read the scripture? He says, you tell me. Sometimes you got to do that to people. Sometimes people try to trip you. Say, they know that, you know, the right way. Some of them may not, you know. But sometimes people ask you questions that try to trip you up. So when the lawyer said to Jesus there, and and I think it's Luke uh, chapter 10, verse 28. 
he, he said to Jesus, you know, what do I need to do to inhabit eternal life? Jesus says, well, how do you read the Scripture? And the guy says, thou should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and thy strength. And thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus says, you answered right. Go do it and you'll live. Then he wanted to justify himself. He says, who is thy neighbor? And then Jesus is telling the story about the Good Samaritan. And at the end, Jesus come right back again at him again. And he says to him, you know, who was the neighbor? God said, well, I guess the guy that did right. He said, right. Now go do likewise. <laughs> you know, see, sometimes you got to put that monkey right back on their back. See, if you know the doctrine, then you know when they're trying to trip you up. See, and sometimes that's what you've got to do. It says, how do you interpret the scripture? You tell me, you know. And what I've found is most of the time they'll tell you what the Bible says, and you just say, go do what it says. <laughs> See, this is, this is what doctrine does for us. It helps us to have that understanding, amen, in us. So John says, if they do not bring this gospel, amen, to them, he says, don't bid them Godspeed. In other words, don't tell them, have a blessed day. Don't have God be with you. He says, no, 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 no. You know, don't do that, praise God, because you will become a partaker of their evil deeds. So Jesus have taught us here many things in this passage of Scripture here. And so we have to realize the value and the importance of understanding this doctrine, the basic fundamental doctrine. We get that. We get baptism in Jesus' name. We get the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But now what does Paul say? Let's go on because there's a whole lot more. I think I shared with you in basic training, I learned the basic stuff. Say, learn first of all how the gospel is applied to your life. And we hear it all the time, right? We repent, what are we doing? We're dying, just like Jesus died. We're baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of our sin. We're being buried with Jesus. When we rise up, we're risen with the walking in the newness of life, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus rose and he walked in newness of life. That's how you apply the gospel. So we got that into us now. Now we got to live it. What are we living? What are we living? We're living Christ. Now we got to let people see Christ in us. We're, he's the light of the world. So I got to live so that people can see Christ. I can't live the old way. I can't walk around with a Paul Mall hanging out of my mouth and, and make people think that I'm a Christian. I can't walk around with a filth staggling all over the place and make people think I'm a Christian. You know, I can't live like I want to anyway. I can't walk, r- ride around, you know, you know, with whirly music blasting in my car and make people think I'm a Christian. I can't go to work on my job and talk and curse and yell and scream and holler and make people think I'm a Christian. You know, I can't kick the dog across the room, you know, yell and holler and scream and yell at my kids and, and make people think I'm a Christian. See, there's things I have to do 
And that's what the doctrine does. It shows me how to live. It shows me how to be a true Christian. It shows me how to treat one another. What do you think Ephesians 5, Paul talks about love, husbands and wives, loving as Christ loved the church? Because now we are reflections of the doctrine. When they try to trip Jesus up, says Moses says, give her a divorce treatment. You know, Jesus said, well, that was because of the hardness of your heart. He says, from the beginning, the doctrine from the beginning was, you're one. And you're to love as one. See? So, so we have to learn this stuff. We've got to get into it deeper. The deep things of God. We've got to get deeper and deeper into the Word of God here. Praise God. So we want to always abide in this thing so that it is part of your life. So you are truly, truly being seen of God. We want to learn how to walk humbly before God. Because that's what God requires, right? In Micah 6, 8, when they says, What does the Lord requires of you? To walk humbly before your God. See, we have to have this in our lives. So we're going to, we have to know the doctrine of repentance, the doctrine of baptism, doctrine of compassion. We have to know the doctrine, how to resist evil, especially in this world. Resistant, how to be able to resist, how to be obedient, how to serve, how to submit. You know, doctrine brings that to you. And so we'll look at that and we'll get into it more. As time progresses and time uh, lead us. Amen. But we'll look at how the doctrine brings us the tenets of war and how to fight and how to defend ourselves and how to really, you know, live. This is what they want us to know. And this is what Jesus wants us to know is how to truly live and be his servants and be in his children so that we will be able to endure unto the end. Amen. Praise God. Father, we exalt you again this morning. Lord, we truly thank you today, God, for your word again this morning. We're asking you, Lord God, to continue to lead us and guide us and direct us and bring us to all truth. Lord, we thank you again for your people. We're asking you to continue to open their understanding and guidance, Lord, to your word this morning. Help them, O oh God, to understand the things that you would have them to understand that they may live freely and truly according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Let's take a small break. Amen.